0: welcome to another episode of the fat guy forum i i want to apologize up front for today's episode i i feel like in advance this is going to be embarrassing so um we'll see what happens with me today we we are uniting the powers of the fat four for the very first time on a podcast this is also the first episode of the show ever where we have more than one guest at a time. So, shit could get crazy. We'll see what happens. Uh but with me today, I have uh let's go. I'm going to go in order of follower count because I feel like that is that is really what defines us. Uh with Damn. us today with us today we have we've got we've got Joel Reed. Joel, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? <laughs> okay. Joel, just keep it down. Keep it down. You don't you don't got 17k. You got to keep it down. Mm-hmm. Uh we have <laughs> we have Alex Alex Porro. You there, Poro? Or... Yeah, yeah, I'm at the fridge yeah. right now. I figure Poro's there with his with a camera crew following him around today, apparently. And we also have with us the 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 skin surgery reco- recovery king, the man with the most followers amongst the four of us freaks. That's right, a- and also I will say this. I was saving this to share in front of everyone, John. Um, John Arpino, yeah. the most requested return guest in feci Forum history. Really? Yes. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes. Wow. Well,
1: I, thank you for uh, having me back on, then.
0: Um, I I don't know why. Yeah, me neither. Fuck that. I, it makes no sense. But apparently, you're someone that people want to hear from again. And um, I mean all of you guys obviously people want to hear from but uh really this show is is just for john so if if all of us could hold ourselves (laughs) back that would be great Um yeah guys
1: don't say anything for the first like 45 minutes all right
0: well i
2: mean in my defense the fat guy forum history is about as long as i last on the treadmill so i think we're okay
0: that's true. true that's true it's it's About ten times as long as you last in the bedroom, as well. So, (laughs) um, we're do it. We're we're in a good spot. So, (laughs) well, we uh, we
1: are starting off
0: hot. We we are killing it so far. uh, As a group, we we have you know for I I just recently started calling us the Fat Tastic Four, but we also uh, call ourselves the Half Ton Homies because. between us, we've lost over half a ton of weight. It wasn't that together, because I think if you added our weights up together, we probably topped a ton. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I, I think we did easily. Um, that's just two thousand pounds. So I, I think. Yeah. I, I Joel alone was pretty close to that. Um.
3: Yeah, I about to say I was breaking so, some benches with that. So.
0: So well, Joel's left butt
3: cheek was like
0: fifteen hundred pounds. So right. So we we we, we all we, we're continuing to break some records, um, but all of us here have, have lost a, a magnificent amount of weight. Um, if we were going to rank ourselves by weight right now, I know just for today, because Poro has yeah. been a fat bastard the past 24 hours, I'm the lightest. bro. I need that noted. I need that marked yeah, down please. in history. Uh, I am currently hey, the lightest. been
3: training for this for months. I'm also...
0: I mean I'm also the oldest by about 25 years so I've got oh, that shut go- up, old I've, man River. I've got that going for me too. Like I there's a lot I've got a lot in my wind column today y'all. A lot in my wind column. So we we do we we opened it up t- for some questions from people. We we talked about coming together to talk about, you know, because we we feel that, you know, as great as the stories have been on the Fat Guy forum. Um we know that when it comes to being down and dirty and real fat guys, no one can top the four of us when it comes to sharing this this stuff. Um, we're oh, yeah. probably four of the most open people. Some might say too open, especially if you've looked at some of the things that uh, Poro and and John have been sharing of late on Instagram. Yeah. Possibly a little too open. Yeah. Um, Joel doesn't post that stuff, but don't worry, y'all. He sends it to us. He direct messages us a lot all, all day. Yeah, it's on my it's on my. Pre- oh, oh, there's there. a lot of duty. Yeah, there's, a, pre- there's a lot. There's a lot going on. So I'm going to get us into what what I figure we'll do is we'll go through questions. All of us have questions, and then we'll just see if there's anything that comes out of it. We'll keep talking about it. We'll see where this gets us. Hopefully, this will be something that's interesting for people. If it's not, I'm gonna edit the, the edit the crap out of it and post it anyway because hey, I need content. And really, this is showing yeah, they're that. gonna love it. This is this is scraping bottle, bottom of the barrel today. So let's 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 go. Oh um, well,
3: yeah, Poros here. So <laughs> the,
0: the first the first question actually has to do. I, I think that we've got some questions that are kind of like introductory. Um, so I'm All gonna right. ju- I'm gonna kind of get into those, and then we'll move into questions that have to do with you know our fat days. So first someone asked uh how we met and connected. Who wants to That's a good play? question. All right. That is a really I'll good go question. first. I'll go first. All right. Yeah. So I think
1: Coro needs to tell the story.
2: I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Um Gormy probably started following me very, very early on. I wanna say back when I was still in my hefties, back when I was probably still in the four hundreds, and i used to be like damn this guy posts a lot <laughs>
4: uh,
2: yes. so I didn't, I didn't i didn't follow back right away then i fell in love with him cuz he he is the weight loss yoda okay he really is um, he really is he is if you have any questions he's he has ate it i guarantee it um <laughs> obviously his diet's changed a little bit now so you you know we we can still talk about the dark days with all the uh all the twinkies and carbs and ice cream and so be it but i mean his diet isn't as restricted as my chicken and rice um correct but getting back onto the uh the topic by the way i just came from the buffet if you guys you know saw that and i kept the keto for uh for christy kept the keto um <laughs> well, i'm the only fatty eating during this recording because i am eating right now what do you are you having pizza? Because if you're not having pizza, I'm I don't. I'm yeah, you I'm don't not having pizza right period. now. Bro, no, bro, I'm, I'm like, not bro, having surgery right now, bro. You had the surgery. You can have pizza now. Okay, so no. and, um, so definitely, Yikes. Gormy was uh, the first that I found that he found me, um, and then you know the whole Instagram weight loss community. We just kind of find each other, and you kind of find your mesh. You just have people that are just too stupid serious into it I mean like we were all focused we were all on a mission like we all got our goals completed but some people yeah you know you have the people who are just who try too hard and are just pushing content 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 workout routines right. and then there's us like you have a question we'll answer it uh we'll take you through I, a day in the life every day just what we're doing like John posted hey I just I, I just dropped the deuce yesterday and that's important because my boy, <laughs> boys
3: in stitches okay um, yeah bro and any so, I posted a nude earlier. Yeah,
2: hey, I didn't post that. I was in the DMs. So keep that on the well, house.
3: I was talking about Jarp. I was talking about Jarp. Uh, oh yeah. yeah no, yeah, I yeah, did yeah. post a nude today. Yeah, <laughs> my
2: non-existent ad.
3: But so, I mean, back to back to all of us
1: coming together. I mean, I think after that, um, somewhere along the line, I found Poro. and um, I think we were almost in a similar situation on, on like on our journey together. Whenever I talk about Poro, I always say that we're very similar. You know, our stories are a lot the same. You know, we had the same starting weight. Um, you know, he just had to take it an extra mile and lose like twenty more pounds than me because he's just a fucking big leaguer, but whatever. <laughs> um But like like Poro said before, we're very we're a very open group of people. If you guys follow us, you know that we'll answer pretty much just about anything and we don't sugarcoat much. Um I mean, I know I'm not into those pages that uh, sugarcoat everything and tell you it's gonna be okay. No, it's not gonna be fucking okay. It's gonna suck. It, it, it's really gonna suck at first. But oh, I think yeah. that's why we all hit it off because we we're, we're all honest with each other. You know what I mean? And we all right. we all have the ability to keep each other accountable, no matter what. Even if we're just joking around, you know what I mean?
3: Right? Like I'll call. I'll sit there and call you all fat fucks all day. Gotta keep you all accountable.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, we do.
3: Yeah, we just gotta but, say uh, that yeah. we're a power lifter, and then it's all right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do one rep.
1: So Joel came into play. Joe, how did you how did you link up with all of us, Joe?
3: So I remember I found Gormy first, and it was kind of the same thing as Poro. I was like, holy hell, this guy posts a lot, but it was it was you know different than every other weight loss page I'd found because it wasn't just like, here's a progress pic, here's a progress pic, here's me at the gym. It was like his whole life. You know, it was like a story right. about how he used to be. <sighs> it was like what comic he was reading, a cigar, something like that. And then I, he started sharing. It started off, I think I found him through, I want to say weight loss stories. I think that community, I, f- I believe right. that's where I found him. Um, but yeah, so I found him and um, he started sharing stuff and I would like slowly realize like, oh my God, that was me. Oh my God, that was me. Like I started relating to more and more of his stuff and then i DM mm. him about it. And then, um, yeah, I would, I would just be more and more connected to him. And then I met. Poro, I believe through Gormy. And then actually, I think I really started talking to you once this whole group started. I didn't really know you before that.
1: Yeah, no, I really didn't know of you. I've seen you on the WLS stories or whatever it is, whatever that community is called. It's a good community. I'm not knocking it. I just can't remember the name off the top of my head right now. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, yeah, I mean, we all basically found each other that way. Um, and then we just hit it off. We're, we're, we're all very similar. Right.
3: And it, it was it was great because I know I also found uh, Gormy and Poro whenever they were a little bit bigger too. So I got to watch, you know, them really develop into the people they are today. Um, you know, Gormy the weight loss Yoda and Poro the insuff- insufferable douche. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it was really it was really cool watching their journeys and also seeing stuff along the way that you know I've been through and I relate to. So that's what I love about you know y'all's pages. So.
0: Well, and and I'll I'll jump in. Um for me, I I found all of you just because I was on Instagram looking for weight loss inspiration and looking for, and specifically looking for guys that were similar in size to me when I was starting just to kind of see where people are going and like and and that kind of thing and you're all people that I connected with individually. Um we were gaming each other and I I I can't even remember why, but there was one day that I was like this this group of people needs to talk. And so I remember getting, actually, because I, I think, John, you, Poro, and I were talking about individually saying that we were talking to each other and that we should talk. And I just remember bringing oh, Joel, yeah. I remember just bringing Joel into that chat, like when I started it. And I remember you guys being like,
3: who is this guy? Who's this other kid? What's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, I can hear the collective but... groan whenever I entered the chat. Like, oh, God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, because we, would, we we'd be saying some pretty racy stuff, and Joel will be like, "Hey, you guys!" Oh yeah, it, man. How are you doing? Like that little kid how, in the corner. How are you doing? What are you doing, you guys? <laughs> hey guys. I need to those words. <laughs> those words. I don't know what they mean. Um, but, I think, you guys, you guys yeah. work out today? Oh yeah. Anyone, <laughs> any anyone go into Orange Theory Fitness today? I've got a coupon. Um, But no, I, it was, it was really like our kind of collective one. I, I, for me, it was really like the, I think it started just with our sense of humors and then it it kind of became more like, I, I think, cause we all, all each of us are on different paths in terms of like the tools we use for our weight loss. And even for what we do to work out is different. Like, but I think we were all showing that it's possible, but, 'Cause I think we've got commonalities. Like I think the commonalities are that we don't stop fighting. Like we we don't, you know, kind of wimp out on anything. Like we're we're not willing to to accept defeat. And so I, I think there was something there that obviously kept us connected because we've been this our little our little half ton homies group has been going together. You know, it's been almost a year now, I think, that we've been chatting. So, you know, like that's oh yeah. There, there's yeah. Some can pretty, we get a cake? You know, no can cake, dude. Cake? We have to celebrate. No, dude, it's a year, dude. Don't you have cookies in the mail? Yeah. Although we're already coming to you another batch. I can't wait. Yeah, uh, I know. I Jacob, know. You know I mean? Th- those no bake cookies.
1: Toro is the
2: fattest, skinniest guy I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I just, I don't get it.
1: Like oh. this dude, just
2: fucking.
0: Eats. Yeah, there, there's something we all don't know that we're gonna. We'll find out someday. There's, there's definitely something else going on. Definitely <laughs> yeah. something else going on. Oh, yeah. no, so, just a minute!
4: You're
1: binging and purging. You're doing it. You're, you're you're throwing up, aren't you? It's Do no. It's oh, it's, a minute.
2: it's flat tummy teas and sweat wraps. It's CBD.
3: Oh, Herbalife, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: That's yeah. what I. That's what All I'm right. doing.
0: Secrets out. Shameless plug, Beachbody. Yeah. So, yeah, but we did have also, someone else we... ask. No, go ahead. What's up, Joel? I was gonna
3: say didn't the didn't like the group chat originally form because you had like a dream about us or something like that.
0: That's what it was. Ooh. It was there that, was yeah. yeah.
3: Oh it, yeah, very, no, let's talk about that that's, dream. That's had, literally what, what it was. What was the dream again? It was very it was very uh very sexy dream. Uh, it, was, it wasn't was, it a dream of, of
0: us. It was not a sexy dream at all. It was if anything it was disturbing. It was, no, it, it was but, promiscuous. The,
2: the
3: dream was, it
0: was.
2: wasn't didn't somebody offer us like a million dollars and it went back. That's what them? it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what
0: it was. It that's was, it was. That's it. Yep. We were getting, And uh-huh. everybody said it
2: was going to be me. Right. Cuz it is.
0: Maybe because, hey, you know what you can do with a million dollars? You know how many Oreos you could buy with a million dollars? Well, that's that's one of the fun- like one, one of the funny things is like one of the questions we got was who's gonna which of the four of us who's gonna gain the weight back first? <laughs> yeah, really.
3: Wait, does it count wow, for anything? The, the backup
1: uh, community has no faith in us. No faith.
3: No faith. Wow. But I mean,
1: it, it, it's going to be 4-0 is going to gain no, it all back first. <laughs>
3: No, it's definitely
1: gonna be me. I don't know. All, all I really want is for poor to get like forty thousand followers and then put on four
0: hundred pounds. That's all I want. And then it'll be like one of those diet acceptance people. Well, because then he can then he yeah, can lose exactly. it again and get even more followers. Because I I get people, and exactly. I, I get people asking me they're like when they're like, yeah. "How do you get over ten thousand followers?" And I'm like, "Well, first you got to get really fat." like really fat like (laughs) like i'm not like like you you lost 25 pounds that's great bro you need to like get to like you need to push five then have like an emotional moment where you share your journey and people will start following you i'm like but you got to be genuine and you got to be a solid 500 right you gotta like damn i like i'm just not sure yeah, anything less than five hundred. Right. I mean, really like, it's fat. can you even say you're you're you've been obese if you're not five hundred pounds? I think it is. I think it is. Think it is. Um, so we were we yeah. we were that's brought together number. by a dream, um, and now that dream's become a legend. Um, wow, I know, right? This is right? not, this really is not motivational. motivational at all. So uh, <laughs> let's get into. I want to let One Let's get into three. some of the actual questions people asked about um, what our lives were like before we lost weight, and then also about our journeys. So we actually take this somewhere because I know right now we have probably lost half the listeners. They're like, this is just going to be four dudes screwing around, which is what it's probably going to be. But, you know, here we go. So this question was asked for us. Um, what was the biggest struggle in everyday life for you at your heaviest weight? Oh, we'll
4: okay.
0: just, How we who wants this? to start? We'll, go ahead, Joel. I mean, start and then it. we'll go in order. We'll go around.
3: Yeah, so my biggest my biggest struggle at um at my heaviest was uh going to school. Uh because that that was my freshman year of college around my heaviest. So uh mostly the walking around without getting out of breath and mm. feeling lightheaded and everything, and um finding a seat I was gonna fit in and didn't have to worry about That was the two biggest things ah. that went through my head whenever <laughs> whenever I was at my heaviest. So I remember I'd um I'd, yeah, I remember I'd even talked to you uh on our episode of the Fat Guy Forum Gourmet about uh at one time literally sitting on the edge of a seat blocking a whole aisle because I couldn't fit between the the uh mm. armrests. So that was my biggest struggle and embarrassing moments.
0: What about you, John? What about you? Fact, uh, bro, I mean just just
1: functioning, getting out of bed was be a fucking struggle. Um you ever take a shower and then get out of the shower sweaty because you oh, exerted yeah. yourself so much? Yes. I mean, that's and then you feel dirty again. Like that's, that's probably like the number where the number one worst fat guy feeling in the world. Um, and then just like putting on a pair of pants, tying a pair of shoes, not just starting your ass. day. And that, that was a, yo, exactly. Not being able to wipe your ass. Like there's so many little things that people don't even realize that become a struggle when you're, when you're a significant amount of weight, you, you, you start to avoid stairs.
3: You, you would, avo- you avoid going places. You know what I mean? Right. Like, sorry to jump back in, but like, I remember when I would was in high school and I was close to my heaviest, I would literally have to wait at the top of the stairs before I went through the door to like catch my breath and wipe the sweat off because I didn't want to go through being all like out of breath and sweaty and get embarrassed that way. That's so right. it's, you don't, you don't even think about the go to the cafeteria anymore. and get napkins, you know what I mean? Oh, and I oh for I would sure. Just keep napkins Poor
1: in my pocket time to wipe the sweat.
2: Yeah, so you're gonna like how I'm wording this, uh, Mr. Patriots fan. I'm gonna have to go with the tuck rule. And what I mean by the tuck rule is (laughs) Mm. uh most toilet seats are not one size fits all, so Oh lord. I know yeah, I know, uh Gourmet, you said before, you know, before you had to uh drop the Browns off at the Super Bowl, you would have to stand up and urinate and then shit. Um so Yeah.
0: I didn't really. I, oh, I know. I didn't stand. Up. I I didn't. I didn't stand up. I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. standing up. I would move forward and then move back. Yeah. So
2: with the male gentle tools, and when you're trying to sit with your 500 plump uh, focus, you know, just <laughs> mm-hmm. just tuck, tucking the junk in the bowl. That's just like one thing. Like, why is this a problem? Why is it? Why Dude. is it so much work to take? You know, take a shit. So I think that that's just like one of the things that most people won't understand. Mm. And obviously, I know you had the whole you had a device that you had custom made oh, yeah. by engineers no, in Switzerland. I, I you had the spoon with the I toilet did. paper. But <laughs> did you really? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, mm. But yeah, just that I would say, you know, just general hygiene in the bathroom. But oh, yeah. yeah. The uh dropping a deuce and having you know
3: Yeah. Especially yeah. with hygiene. Because I remember I I developed Yeah
1: hygiene in general.
3: I developed like a big self-conscious attitude towards how I smell even nowadays like I whenever I put on cologne or deodorant I always like go excess because whenever there was a bad smell and there's a 500 pound man in the room he's the one that's getting blamed it's not the yep exactly Mm. even if it wasn't him if someone farts or someone smells like BO everybody's looking at the fat guy Mm. so I always made sure that's why I, I always prided
1: myself on being the the good smelling fat guy in high school and you know in middle school everyone would always say that I've spent so much money on Cologne.
3: Oh, same here, man. So
1: much money. Well,
3: basically, You never want to be that show. guy, you
0: know? Well, I, I'm going to go in a different direction. Because um, I obviously, I could say that it was mobility, like Joel was talking about. And it was wiping my ass, like Poro was talking about. And, you know, like those things that you guys have brought up. But I'll I'll throw in another one. Um, for me, uh, I had gotten chewed for DXL. Uh, right. I had, I was I was outside of the XL size range for pants and shirts. Mm-hmm. So having to buy clothes online only, so there was no way to know how was the shirt going to fit, how are the pants going to fit. You know, you needed like especially even back then, like there was no, it wasn't the, the day of like quick shipping with Amazon prime and crap like that. Like King size direct used to take three to four weeks to get your clothes to you. So if I had something come, like I needed clothes immediately. I just didn't have them. Like, I think I remember once I went to a funeral in wow. jeans and a t-shirt cause I didn't have anything else. Like, yeah. Like it just like the clothes, like just knowing that there's no way, like, or if I, I had an event where I'm like, I probably mm. you know you probably should have a, a suit jacket on. Okay. A, a suit jacket in right. my size is going to cost me a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing. I'm not doing that. I am literally not buying. I'm not putting a thousand dollars down for something I'll wear exactly. once. Sorry I'm, about I, that. So I, I think outgrowing things like like that is a big. Well, I, I remember
1: one one Easter, I had to oh. uh, I had to buy a pair of dress pants the day of Easter Sunday. I had to find a DXL that was open because I outgrew my uh, my dress pants that fit like a month beforehand.
0: So uh it's clear that in addition to technical difficulties, we all face some difficulties at our heaviest weights, right? Um that's a nice freaking segue. Um That was a very good
3: we, segue.
0: Let's 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 have a, a similar question to our biggest struggle at our heaviest weight. Someone wanted to know uh what let me look how they phrased it, um most embarrassing fat guy moment ever. Oh. oh man. I got a
1: few of those, but one time I
0: was uh, hanging
1: out at a barbecue by my buddy's house. Uh, I think it was like 4th of July. And we were all just hanging out. And I uh, I decided to sit down at the, uh, at the patio table. And I went right through the seat. Like, no stopping. Went through the seat. The seat flipped over. You know, I hit my head on the concrete. My legs are oh in the God. air. And everyone's just looking like, is he dead? Is <laughs> the fat guy dead? <laughs> and then... Uh, and then I proceeded to apologize a bajillion times to my uh, to my buddy and his parents. I was so friggin' embarrassed, bro. Like out of control, embarrassed. Damn. Well,
3: who's ne- who,
0: who's next? Who's next? Don't
3: all, don't all keep up at once, guys. know right. You're all some embarrassing motherfuckers. I don't know if there's any follow on that though.
0: I'm um, sure there is, Joel. Let's go. I, what about you, I Alex?
3: I got. to Oh, go ahead.
2: Um, I think a little bit of the same. I mean, I think we've all had our fair share of uh, breaking chairs, mm. but yeah. uh, I think just generally speaking, just always being, always being the uh, the major like entertainment in the room. Like whenever you walk in a room, it's just like you're there. Uh, I think uh-huh. when, for for the most part, it's just like whenever you went out in public. And uh, little kids, they say what's on their mind. So, like, whenever, like, a little toddler or whatever, a little five-, six-year-old it's easier. like, Mommy, how come he's so fat? You know? Yeah. It's like, damn. It's because, you know, they're just saying what's real. And they don't know you and whatever. They don't know that it hurts. But it's like, yep, yeah, well, I'm going to go and pull up to Arby's real quick and go
4: get mm-hmm. six uh,
2: beef and cheddars. Uh, so I think just generally that just going out and being in the public eye, like I've never really cared what people thought of me. Um, I never wore shirts going to the pool or whatever. But just when little kids, like little kids, speaking their mind, just always stung. Mm. For me. Yeah, because it's the realness, you know. Yeah,
0: they don't know any better. Yeah, understood. Yeah. What about you, Joel? Anything?
3: um uh, i've had i've had some moments similar to those two but just kind of going on poro's point being the entertainment i have, there's actually a uh, film project in my high school and i can't remember i think it was last of the mohicans or one of those movies anyways there was native americans in it and they wanted someone to pay wanted a group of people to play them and they wanted me specifically just so they could take my shirt off and put like uh war paint on me mm. so yeah you can you can get that visual especially with the fat yeah. guy running and running into battle and jiggling so i remember being the entertainment of that um but also i remember but i feel like I, that's
1: expected of you you know when you're the fat guy you're automatically the chosen one who has to be funny you're either the butt of the jokes or you're the guy making the jokes but either way you're the one who's providing
3: the
0: entertainment well
3: exactly. that's what chris
0: that's what chris farley used to say like if he knew people were going to make fun of him so he made fun of himself first first it, right it's exactly. like
3: unloading that gun like you know if i do this you can't do it like taking mm-hmm. the power away. Right. But, um, exactly. But the, the moment that always sticks out to me the most, I believe I may have told this story on the other episode, but um, it was the island night.
0: My freshman year of college. Yep.
3: And it was a night, just briefly, it was a night where everybody gets in a canoe and goes to an island um, in the middle of a lake. And we light fires, eat hot dogs, swim. It's, it's a great night. And I was the first one to get in the canoe. And first off, when I got in the canoe, it took two people to help me get in. Cause mm. getting my 500 pound body in plus getting my legs under the under the support and everything was a struggle and also i got stuck in there because well again wedging myself in there was not easy and then also when we tried to cast off uh the boat pretty much sank straight to the bottom um so basically i've the whole night for everybody because we all have the dependent stay on the shore so that's that one that one stings a lot when i think about it pretty mm. embarrassing. That sucks, bro. Um,
1: I got one more, actually, if, uh, if you guys want to hear it, yeah, it's 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 more, it's more, it's more really sad than embarrassing. But, uh, so after prom in my school, everyone used to like rent a house on the Jersey shore. So I was all amped, whatever, going to prom, gotta go get, go get this house on the Jersey shore, be drunk all weekend, do reckless, stupid things. Right. Mm -hmm. So my, my fat ass got sick like two days before prom. Right. My asthma started attacked up, whatever. And my whole family was like, yo, like, maybe you should just not go. Like, it's okay. Like, whatever. It's not a big deal. And I was like, nah, like, I, what am I going to, I'm going to be that fat guy who misses his prom. Like, why am I, why do I have to be that guy? You know what I mean? So I went to prom. Yeah. I went, I went and I got on the limo to the after party. We we drove out to, to, uh to Jersey shore. So you know, stupid teenagers, everyone's smoking on the, on the limo, everyone's smoking in the house when we get there. So I go into the room and I'm dying, like completely having an asthma attack. No one's around. I'm doing my nebulizer over and over again. I'm hitting myself with an inhaler over and over again. Nothing's working. Finally, two of my buddies come in the room and they're like, yo, where the fuck have you been? Like, come on. I'm like, yo guys, like I can't breathe. You know, and I don't want you to have to call an ambulance and get this whole party shut down because cops will show up and everyone's oh, underage. So yeah. like, just put me in the car and drive me to the hospital and just leave me in front of the door for dead and I'll take care of you. And they were like, no, like we can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. So finally, I decided to go to the hospital. I go to the hospital. They give me whatever I need, right? To get better. I'm like, I'm not going to tell my parents. I'm going to stay the rest of the weekend. I get back to the house i have another asthma attack later that night they ended up having to call an ambulance cops came um the cops just like let it go because you know i i was an issue and then they just let everyone party but yeah i almost shut down my whole my whole high
0: school uh prom after mm. party that's wild man for me yeah. it's funny because like my it, what i think is my most embarrassing moment wasn't necessarily something that happened in front of people that I know. I was I was at Disney. I was on a, a trip to Disney, and I was alone for a couple days. Um, and I was using it was I was at my heaviest. I was using a scooter to get around. And at that point, to get the scooters on the bus, you had to drive it onto a lift. The lift wow. had to like lift you four feet into the air and then move you onto the bus. Right. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a ramp like now. It's ramps. It's very easy. All that jazz. So, the guy, the bus driver, like, I knew from experience that this this lift was not the strongest thing in the world. I backed the the scooter onto the ramp. Um, now, this is probably 7 o'clock, you know, 6.30 in the morning, the first bus of the day, going to the Magic Kingdom. A couple hundred people waiting with their kids to get on the bus, like, chomping at the bit to go to Disney. You know, Mickey ears everywhere, ready to go. And he... Start. He says to me, "Stay on the scooter, and I'll just raise it up." And I'm like, and I look over and I see a sticker that says weight limit seven hundred fifty pounds. Oh, and in, in my head, I'm like, I don't know how much the scooter weighs, but I know that I'm I'm like five fifty. So, right. I oh god, I go. I don't think that's a good idea, sir. I just do it. Just do. We got to get going. We got to get going. So, <laughs> so here I am sitting on the scooter now. It's backed on, so I'm facing the crowd, and they're all watching, like, what the hell is this fucking fat ass doing? Like, come on. And all of a sudden, it starts to go up, and it gets halfway up, and it stops. And I'm like, and he's like, okay, no, hold on. Hold on. I'll get it. I'll get it. And I'm like, dude, it's not going to go up. It's not going to go up. Just put it down. No, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. And all of a sudden, it goes down without him trying to make it go down. And I'm like, did I break the fucking bus? Like, are we now all gonna be stranded here? Like what? You could and there was I was starting to hear people talk, like could hear what they were saying. Like, and I'm like, really? Oh good. So finally I'm like, can I just get off and you can try without me? And hopefully that'll work. And he does it. I get off. But then I'm like, I'll just walk around to the front of the bus. And he's like, No, hold on, stay right there. You can't I because the front of the bus wasn't open, he has to close the door. He yeah. puts the he, he gets the scooter onto the bus. So now I'm standing there, a scooter on the bus. And to be honest with you, I was dying standing that long. Like oh, yeah. it was probably probably now like 10 minutes, so my back was screaming. I was ready to fall over. And next thing you know, he puts the lift down and he's like, "Get on." And oh. he made me like get lifted in front of all these people like freight getting moved onto like a ship. Oh, and I was God. like I was like, "Oh my goodness." So then I get on the bus, I sit down, and all these people getting on are glaring at me. Not only are they glaring at me because of whatever, but now I'm seated because I had to sit. And you're not allowed to sit on the scooter, on the bus. It's against the law. So I have right. to sit on, on seats. So now I'm sit, I'm taking up two seats on the, this overly crowded bus. All of these like parents with children, they want to just be able to sit down themselves. They're ready to like go. And they're all just having to stand. So I literally was surrounded by these people glaring at me. And I was just like, can we just get to the park? Can we just get to the park and get this day going? Oh, it was terrible. It was literally every. And the funny thing is, like, for me at that point, like, it was I was more it almost like it was very embarrassing. But I also was like, "Okay, I survived that. So I can't really think of anything more embarrassing that could happen. So if something else happens, I'll be fine. 'Cause that was also right. the trip that was also the trip that I broke a toilet off the wall at Epcot. So That's amazing. I had a I had a I had my share of moments go on at the, on that trip on that vacation. Yeah. Uh, like
1: fully yeah. off the wall.
0: Oh yeah. One of, it was one of those toilets that is, you know, like a floating toilet with no legs yeah. underneath it. And it just broke right off the wall, went to the ground, broke, water went everywhere. I jumped oh on. I jumped oh up. Oh my god. And I went to I went to Epcot. Two days I just basically got up, left. There's no one else in the bathroom at the time, thank God. I get up, I left, right. and I just left. Um, right. Left the stall, went on. The next two days later, I was back in Epcot. They still had that bathroom taped off as closed. I'm like, wow. Oh. So now all I can think is I'm at like the busiest amusement park on the planet, and I took away one of the bathrooms <laughs> that people have. Great. This but is, at least this is pretty great. invigorating. At least you had the strength to get up. Oh yeah, I mean that was the thing. Is like I, and that was adrenaline. Like in that moment, I knew I was going down, and I was going to end up sitting in like a pile of shit on the floor if I didn't get up. Yeah, like I was like I got to I. So like I immediately, luckily it was like a handicap stall. There was a bar right there. I could use my arms and like pull myself up. Like it was, it was rough. It was rough. Um. So let's yeah, we're 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 going. Yeah, we're getting a bit dour. Um. Let's let's get into some of like the the stuff I know that'll get you get you guys a little more excited about when we were bigger. Um, yeah. we we had someone ask, uh, "What was your fattest fat guy meal ever?" Oh, Ooh. that's hard. That's very hard. Well, I know one that Definitely, jumps into. I, I know I know one that jumps into my mind. So I'll start off while you guys are thinking.
3: But no one can follow your fat guy meals. Yeah. Well, this is one
0: I think I've mentioned a little bit before, but for me, this is the one that always stands out like as like the quintessential because it gets to not just it's not like I've told stories about, you know, getting eight Big Macs and all that. You know, my McDonald's runs and everything. But to me, it was uh, Thanksgiving. I think it was 2008, 2007, 2008. And I had to be on campus because I was on duty for the holiday. And so I couldn't go have Thanksgiving dinner with my family, which is my favorite freaking meal of the year. So instead I I did, did, oh, uh, it's my favorite meal. Um, So I decided to make my own Thanksgiving dinner. So I got a 10 pound turkey and then I made, uh, I made my grandfather's bread stuffing, my stepmother's meat stuffing, a five pound bag of mashed potatoes, corn, um, onions and cream sauce, a green bean casserole and um, turnips and carrots mashed together. I made fresh rolls and two pies, and oh my god, and gravy. And from four o'clock to eleven o'clock that day, I ate it all. Holy you finished everything. I ate it all. Only in America, ate it all. There was no pie left. America. Uh, there was no turkey left. I actually ended up buying another. I had bought another turkey breast to cook the next day for leftovers. Right. Um, because I ate the whole thing. I ate all of the, all of the sides. I think there might've been some of the Pearl onions left. I think that was it. But by the time I went down, every roll was gone. All of, I probably went through probably at least two pounds of butter, if not more. Right. Between like cooking and, um, putting on things and buttering potatoes and all that jazz. Like, so I did that. Um, and it was a banana cream pie and a pumpkin pie with fresh whipped cream,
3: and a just you—a
0: a pint of fresh whipped cream, just me. Damn, just me.
3: Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying. No one can follow your fat guy meals because you were king fat yep. guy. That's
1: it. Um, that's it. Roll the credits, folks. It's,
0: it's not <laughs> getting any better than that. It's
3: like, thank you for listening. <laughs> no. Come on, uh, come
0: on. I know you guys got something. Because I mean. Had to, I've I, had to,
3: I've had some fat meals, but I don't know if I've ever. And my biggest thing was sodas and sweet drinks like that. Like, I could drink, you know, f- eat four to six liters in a night, but I, because I never ate that volume of food. But
4: mm. See, my thing was uh, pizza.
3: Like, I could kill a pie and a half of pizza, a dozen garlic knots, oh, like
1: half a calzone, mm. you know, in one sitting. But then, like, I would go to Taco Bell and I would get like, three cheesy gordita crunches, two, um, two, five layer burritos, uh, chicken quesadilla with extra sauce and extra cheese. I would get three Cool Ranch Doritos Locos Tacos, three of the nacho Dorito Locos Tacos. And then I would usually get like the, um, you know, the, the XL burrito. Oh yeah. Yeah. And when they had it, the enchilada style.
3: Yeah. I used to oh, get that. Okay, Yeah. And that yeah. would be that
1: would be one meal. So that was like forty two dollars or something mm. like that.
3: Damn. And that
1: that would be my regular. You know, when we had we used to have a um, like lunch, we were allowed to leave in high school. Like we had senior yep. privilege. So there was a Taco Bell like a mile away from my school, so we would just all go there, and I would you, eat Taco Bell on all my free periods. Were you, so you would eat-
2: judged? I feel like whenever I went to Taco Bell and I got the Taco Twelve Pack or Party Pack. Yes. Like they were like looking for friends. Like no, this is for me. Yeah. No,
1: that was for me. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I remember. Like I am the party. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I remember
3: actually. actually, Like when I remember when I go to these places after school and get like an obscene amount of food, you know, snacks everything like that. I always would think because they see me a lot. I'm always thinking like, what are they? What are they thinking in their head? So I always would try to make an excuse in my head if they asked who this food was for. Like I always had to build an excuse. Like oh. Oh, I was going to say, I always had a built-in excuse, like, oh, we're having a study group tonight, or oh, I'm babysitting tonight, and the kids love the food, or something like that. Like, I was always ready to say something like that, just to like try to save the embarrassment, but really, we all know who's eating the food.
0: Well, that was the funny thing with me and Taco Bell. Like, I used to go to the same Taco Bell pretty much at the same time a couple times a week, so right. it was always like 1 o'clock in the morning. So it was always the same dude working the drive through So I actually, I think it was like 2016. I dieted for a month, so I, I didn't go to Taco Bell for a month, and when mm. I went back to Taco Bell for the first time, he literally said, dude, I thought you died, No, <laughs> and I was like, no, nope, I'm alive, and I said, no, nah, I quit the bell for a while, and he's like, well, you're what? back now, and I'm like, yep, let's just, just start shoveling it into the bag, okay, dude. Just. Uh,
1: extra mild sauce, all right, Pop?
0: Oh yeah. Not as, well, and I, not I had the same thing. The, the, the summer that I regained all the weight, uh, I was eating at the Burger King near my office every day, like every day. Well, and I was getting the same thing every day. I was in love with the BK stackers. I freaking loved that burger. Um, so I would, I went, I went like I skipped a day one week. I remember. And the next day when I pulled up, the manager literally was like, dude, I missed you yesterday and i'm Uh, like oh god i i just skipped one day like one one day and the manager's like our best customer didn't come through what's going on why are we gonna have to close down yeah our profits Mm -hmm. are down and i'm like oh i feel bad um i mean not that bad because you know screw them but you know good times good times i
3: remember one time when i stopped at a mcdonald's to uh get one of my binge meals which was like a Two 20 20-piece nuggets, a couple of Big Macs, a couple of large fries, and a couple of Cokes. Um, I remember I was stopped there one day to get that, and actually, one of my friends from high school was working at that in the drive-thru. And I tried my best just to eye contact, just handed him the card, got it back, and, like, said, hey, bye, because I was just so embarrassed to see someone I knew in the drive through mm. Right.
0: Oh, yeah. I so, mean, like I, th- like, I think that just, like, that's, that's why, like, it was, like, you almost had to sometimes I don't know if you guys did this, but I used to drive like a couple towns away from where I lived to go to drive-throughs because I wanted—I didn't want people—I accidentally running into people that I knew at the restaurant.
3: Oh, I definitely scoped it out. I definitely was like, "All right, I'm less likely to see someone here versus over here, Mm. or my family." Oh yeah, I definitely went to
1: farther places.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure.
3: Especially especially because, like, I was very ashamed of like I knew what I was eating was bad. Like we we all know, like we're just blissfully ignorant. So like I was always very ashamed that. So I remember like whenever my family would leave and I would go out to get something to eat, I made sure like, okay, they're going here. So I got to make sure to go this route, go to this place that's away from them. So I don't run right. into them and blah, blah, blah.
0: And, and that kind of actually starts to touch on something that I'd like us to talk about for a minute if we can, because I don't know if we all we really get into this in our episodes. Um, and, but I think this would be something interesting to be able to hear about, like, what do you think were like the lies and the stories you told yourself to, to keep you the way that you were? Like, not just, oh. like, because we always talk about, like, what our why moments are, like, when we change. But, like, what do you think, what were the things that you used to tell yourself that allowed you to stay the way that you were living? So, so You're going to go well, out anyway. Are,
2: are we just going to skip my my uh, my cheat meals? Well, yeah, you've oh, been quiet yes, for, I'm like, sorry. four yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. It, looked, it looked like <sighs> you
0: took a nap. Go ahead, Paul. we the I chest. Might you might, why don't you talk? Why don't you <laughs> talk right. and let us know you got something to say? I'm very polite. All right, so, yeah, no, like. Lies. I, uh, hey, lies. Hey, 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 hey.
2: We got a keto Guido and a power lifter, and yeah. a CrossFitter. Uh, no, so Yikes. like, I had extremes, but I don't have anything like you had for your Thanksgiving. But uh, as you guys know, and as I've said before, I used to work in a grocery store, and that's where I put on most of my weight because they trusted my fat ass to run the dairy and frozen foods department. So Ooh. whenever, yeah, so whenever there was a damaged box of. Uh, Snickers ice cream bars. Like, really? I'm just gonna throw them out? No. Uh um, <laughs> replaceable. But yeah, but like my my go-to lunch every day was the chicken tender mac and cheese sub. So instead of instead of uh cheese, I would Ooh. have the I would have her smother the bottom of the bread with the mac and cheese, put some blue cheese on there, uh chop yeah, up daddy. chicken. Chop up chicken tenders and then drizzle a nice marinade of buffalo sauce. That was like my go-to every day.
0: Mm. Um,
2: Man, I'll be right back.
0: Why did I never then, have? Why did I never have that in my life? Oh, I God. mean, it's not too late, baby. You could take
2: a you could take a little keto vacation.
3: Mm. Hey, can you ask Christy um, if that's keto for us?
2: Um, well, Christy don't know. well now she does know because she's gonna be listening to this. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, so I would follow that with like a half gallon of chocolate milk to wash it down. And then, um, it just literally seemed like every week or every other week Entenmann's were on sale, buy one, get one free. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I used to polish off that. I mean, I really, I wasn't very picky, but the crumb cake one, and then they had like a chocolate variety pack. Mm. It was dangerous. Little, little bites and Entenmann's. So nothing like, I don't have like a specific day that like I could remember because just like every day was a cheat day. Um for all Jean of noise. us. Oh well, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. but you know, go into the buffet, I would easily polish down 8 to 10 plates. Um and uh yeah, just all the foods that aren't good for you tasted so damn good. Oh yeah. They
4: still taste really
1: good. Yeah. Yeah. That never changes. I just uh, I feel like people just feel like it changes eventually. It never changes. Listen, baby, oh, when I- you come
2: to Boca Raton, we're or when you come to Coral Springs, we're going to
0: get some pizza in you, all right?
1: All right. But, well, I'm gonna have some New York pizza before that, definitely. Yeah. Then uh, I'll have
0: that crap. Yeah. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. It, it, John, if you ever decide to try, pre, you know, reintroduce pizza to your life, please do not let it be Florida pizza before oh, you. Oh yeah. To New York. You, you can. You like, can come have like,
1: every vowel in my name. L- Listen, point,
0: South right. Florida. Every vowel.
2: South Florida is like South New York. All you guys are. You guys are starting to migrate down here right now. It's almost season, baby.
0: Yeah. Oh but the yeah. Water, use the guys. Water, the water in New York is like different, like there's alligators living in it and like yeah. it gives Your it, it does, it's mob. different. It's completely different. It's completely there's different. Crackheads
1: fit in it. So like you, that's what you need to make a good pizza those crackheads. Well,
0: I, I did want to I did want to share like one little funny fast food like fat guy meal story cuz I don't know if if you guys listened to when I had um John Obese to Beast on the on the on the show. Never but, heard of him. He, I know, no. never heard, never heard of him. I mean, Poro was just on his show this week. Um, and John, John, if you're listening, um, John Arpino needs to be on that transformation series of yours. I so that. Uh, make that make that happen. But that's not why I'm bringing this up. That wasn't a paid plug. Um, he shared. It really He shared, he shared what he used to get at McDonald's, and it was, that was like a snack, and it was like two McDouble's, a large fry, and a soda. And I and can't again, tell ben. you the number of people that dm'd me that were like is he serious that was a big mcdonald's order because my kids eat that much and they're not fat and i'm like (laughs) we and i have to be like you know we all have our context and we all have but i was like yeah you know when my base order used to be four big macs and 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 40 chicken nuggets like it's a little. It's a. It's a different context. It's a different. We're That's talking a different context. I used
1: to start off with four double. Du- uh, what is it? The McDoubles with
2: cheese and yep. Maxwell.
0: Oh, hey, oh, Joel yeah. said it.
2: Joel said it. McGangbang, get it right. It's called the McGangbang. Oh, yeah. is
0: no, isn't yeah. the McGangbang is is the McChicken and the burger together?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I never did that. I was too embarrassed. Yeah. You know. At you, some had point, make, you, you had to make
3: it into a quad, though. Guy. You
0: had to make it into a quad. Quad McGangbang. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and there's always there's always more room at your gangbang poro. There's always well, more I mean room. four yeah. is better than one, right? Of course, of course. <sighs> so so let's all past. Let let's move on before this this is going down somewhere. I don't think anyone listening wants to go. So reel your shit back in. Uh let's go to the, my next question that I set up really well and then Poro threw a hissy fit about. because um, <laughs> he need he needed to talk about chocolate milk. Um Ugh let's let's talk about what how because like I do I want to start getting into like eventually like talking about like our journeys and and how we stay focused and all of that because I think that's important for people but I want to before we get there I would like to to for us to talk a little bit about what what were the lies and the stories you used to tell yourself to keep you 500 pounds like what what made what made it okay every day like what did you have to tell yourself to do it
3: so whenever I was at my heaviest or started getting up to my heaviest, it was like between my junior and senior year of high school. And um, that's when I was playing football. Mm-hmm. So um, after it was, it was immediately after school we'd have practice and um, I wasn't starting in my senior year. So I didn't really do much in practice, but I told myself like, Oh yeah, I just had a hard practice. I can eat this and be fine. So like, that was one of the lies I told myself. Um, and also again, kind of relying on, cause I had a, b- a bigger family like my brothers and sisters were large growing up and like my dad was heavy his parents were heavy stuff like that so i always said like oh it's in my family it's in my blood to be big so i mean i'm just gonna be big so mm. those were yeah. of ones i told myself especially the one i'd be about being like oh it's just who i am so
1: well yeah that, that's what i would always just tell myself too is it was just the cards i was dealt there's no other way to play it you know what i mean it wasn't mm. even excuses or lies. I would tell myself, I'd just be straight up with myself, like, you're fat. Like, that's it. That is what you are on this earth to be. You are fat for the rest of your life. So go out, go enjoy those seven sides of pizza. Go out, go get whatever you want at the Chinese restaurant. And, you know, whatever. You're going to die anyway. Like, it, what does the matter now?
3: Mm. Damn. One of the, uh, this is not really, like, keeping myself fat. But, like, one of the lies I told myself about relating to sodas Um. 'Cause I I remember back back then they had this thing about, oh, diet sodas are gonna make you fat. I think that was when that first that research started coming out, becoming more prominent with people, like it became a fad. So I told myself, Oh, diet diet sodas are bad anyway, so I might as well just drink real sodas. So Mm. then I get a two liter of coke and be like, Oh yeah, it's just as good as diet, it's fine. Mm. And see, like I, I I hated soda. I hated it hated soda,
1: well, soda but when i did it. drink soda yeah. went, but when i did drink soda i would have a diet soda because it was diet and
2: it was okay so whatever i was eating it just eliminated the fact that i was eating it because i had a diet coke with it mm-hmm.
4: you know so, you know um,
2: mountain dew is life baby mountain dew is life the what's the purple one called because that one that one i did actually like Ooh, Grape I, drink. I literally had a collection at my mom's house of like all the different limited edition ones like whenever they there was a Halo, you know, a oh new Halo God, came out Halo or ones. Call of Duty. So this part doesn't make sense, but there was an orange flavor Mountain Dew called Live Wire.
0: Oh, yeah. I, lived,
2: I live in South Florida. That is our fruit. But they only have them in North Florida, and I don't know if they have them up by you guys, but I would literally, oh. whenever I would go visit my brother in Orlando, that was the first thing on my mind. Gourmet, whenever you went, you know, you wanted to go to Disney. I wanted to go to, you know, Orlando to go have Orange Mountain Dew. Mm. Um, but you know, I haven't just haven't had that, I haven't had soda, soda or soda pop in like two, two and a half years. Um What was the question again? I'm bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're terrible, what, no, no, what you were, no, we
2: we were going off. We were going off. What were
0: the lies you were to, what were okay. the lies you used to tell yourself okay, to keep so, you keep you fat? Before, keep you, fat. Yeah. before
2: you talk so about being me, ignored. <laughs> so for me, I was Compre- always I was always able to do certain things physically like as far as like sports like if I could I could still shoot a three-pointer I could still throw a, a spiral catch with one hand I wasn't moving I was you know the all-time quarterback or if we're playing basketball I'd be sitting in the corner just okay pass oh you want me to go play defense no I'm not playing defense. <laughs> just little things like that like being a quote athletic fat person like in um in high school, you know, it was two eighty freshman year, and everybody else, our colors were black and blue. Everybody else's pants were royal blue. Mine were baby blue because then boys were stretched to the max. I'm talking. My yeah. grandma used to have. My grandma would have to sew the uh, sew the pants every after every game because I was a defensive tackle and the linebacker would oh, get a nice view of the uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, shrimp, shrimp. <laughs> so, um, the shrimp shrimp. So just yeah, just having that general like oh this is fine i can still play sports and just not i know you've guys had different scares with health and stuff like i you know my doctor would always tell me oh you know you're you're going to be diabetic but i never had diabetes i never had asthma i never had anything like that um you know when i was you're sixteen just I, that's that's why hey straight up baby <laughs> i i break mirrors and break hearts um that's right most mirrors Exactly. At 16 years old, uh, my doctor told me that I wasn't going to see 17 because I was three something and Mm -hmm. I kind of just like ignored it because like, again, I was making an excuse like my health is fine. I didn't have any surgeries, didn't have any diabetes, didn't have any asthma. So I think that's like the biggest lie I was told myself. Mm Just like, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. You're functioning. You're good. Like, just keep on eating, baby.
0: That's right there you go there you go
3: yeah i kind of had the same go ahead uh, i was gonna say i kind of had the same deal because i never had diabetes or asthma or any like any kind of like problems with me i was just fat so i always thought oh yeah it's it's not it's no big deal i can just you know put it off to another day i can lose weight some other day or you know something like that because like it wasn't really affecting my health other than the fact that i was obese at the time
1: You're, you're all lucky i had i had such bad asthma i never had diabetes I had such bad asthma, and I was, like, the I only thing. year with high blood pressure.
0: Well, and that's the thing that's, like, I, I think people don't get sometimes. Like, you can be – your body can live big for a, a fair amount of time before it starts to break down. I mean, it is still – you're still having problems. But, like, I was – you know, when I was in my 20s, I didn't have any health problems because of my size. Was that, the and Civil I was War.
5: That was the Civil War. Right,
0: right, right. That was back when, you know, back when – back when we had to use the, you know, Morse code to communicate with each other. But <laughs> I, I I, think, you know, so, uh, and a lot of times the health issues come on gradually. I mean, I think for me, I just lived in denial. I, I didn't go see doctors, so I didn't want to face any of the actual medical problems I was having. I used right. to tell myself this is how I was meant to be, that I had mm-hmm. tried to change and I failed. So like why, you know, clearly I, it was just meant to be this way. And then I, so I fully embraced, you know, I, I kind of went the opposite direction of like, feeling shamed over my size. And I just became like, you know, I'm a fat guy, and you just need to accept me as a fat guy. And if you don't accept me as a fat guy, that's your problem. You know, right. and kind of kind of fell into that, like obstinate mode. Uh, like that kind of was the way I lived my life, obviously. Um so in I know Poro and, and John, you, you got some questions for people. Was there anything in there that you think relates to our kind of before stories before we start moving into the next phase?
1: Oh uh, man. Let me let me uh let me take a look see.
2: He's he's got more That's than me. He's, he, yeah, he's got he's got like three hundred more three hundred more followers than me. Um mm-hmm. one that I had was about sex uh oh, yeah yeah sex I, I don't know if it was that
0: but I isn't it, or, yeah, or was yeah, it the extra
3: it, skin i forget it's the There's extra skin, skin. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh,
0: that's a we'll save that one we'll save okay, that, yeah, yeah. that okay Okay. that'll oh, I just
3: want to talk about sex eh. i know
1: yeah that's that's really it um, I got a, Uh
0: i got a question about sex you guys but i mean uh, let's well, okay let's let's while while john's looking like let's like were is there anything anyone wants to share about like Let's. We don't want to talk about actual sex at our heaviest, but like, what I think people need to know is like, when you're that big, your weight, the fat starts to affect different parts of your body differently. Oh yeah. Like I couldn't like, and this like the best way for me to describe this is like I couldn't pee standing up. I couldn't take a piss standing up. Pee just sounds really like I'm five years old. Um. Pp. Because there was so much fat in the way that Mm. I had to push it out of the way to go to the bathroom and to push it out of the way. There was no way I could stand lean at the right angle and push it out of the way at the same time. It was impossible by the laws of physics, like the way gravity
3: works. Um, So it definitely goes into hiding.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, definitely, definitely hiding. But I mean, I used to have to push it out of the way too. I was still big enough to stand up.
0: Mm. So. Well, I mean, I don't not, even. I could
1: never even imagine what that was like. Like, I, I, the sympathy that I have towards you when you, when you talk about that is insane.
0: Well, let's remember that I'm Irish. Oh, so that even makes it worse. There's, oh, there's, I have some deficiencies to begin with, and then you throw a lot of fat distribution below the waistline, and there's. Let's let's just say it's interesting. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. I will not. I will not draw a picture anymore of that. Um, John, were there any yep. questions? Any before Yeah, uh, on one, list? one that
1: really, one that really sticks out. I mean, someone asked us um, our number one goal for 2020. So I would definitely like to hear your guys' goals for uh, the oncoming year. Just give do me want to.
0: Do we want to? Do we want to talk about? So let's talk about the question John had. Uh, John got asked about our goals for 2020. We'll each share one, then we'll move on. alright Joel, Joel, open hey. us up. Let's go,
3: Joel. So, so just by the end of 2020. um 2020 as a whole. Uh, okay, 2020 as a whole. So uh, definitely my goals right now are still directed towards powerlifting. Um, one of my biggest goals that I've set out there has been to – and I haven't told many people about it, so here it is. I want a total of 1,300, which is between the squat bench and deadlift. There you um, go. So that, that's nice. my biggest goal right there. I was hoping to get it this year, but um, it was a a, little, a couple setbacks. Probably not going to happen, but that would be nice for 2020. Um that and also I wouldn't mind competing at a lower weight class. But um so those, those are the two focuses right now. Awesome. Cool?
0: What about poor. you, John?
3: No poor.
2: I want to hear poor. Okay. uh Um nothing
5: he, too, he said he's
1: being ignored the whole time, so I
5: want to nah, give him a
2: chance to talk. I, I I'm not too exciting. I mean I want to be able to like maybe string string a couple strict pull-ups. Uh I, I could do underhand but that doesn't really Count. I mean it's it, doesn't count. It, do- <laughs> it doesn't count. Um obviously I wanna grow up and be a man and uh be able to deadlift four oh five for my boy Joel. Mm. And, yeah, one day, uh, son. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you so much. Um No, I mean just as you guys know, you know, I just got like a re- you know, restart in life, so I don't I don't know. Just be successful. Uh, I'm, I'm, I might, I might try and pursue the uh, police officer thing again. So I don't know. Twenty twenty is just open. Just little things. Just not taking anything for granted anymore. And
0: just uh, cool. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. What about you, John?
3: Mister Uh
1: I mean, I definitely would like to do a pull up. You know, Coral makes me really jealous all the time when he posts his pull up video. So I definitely want to be able to do a pull up. Um, and then. You know, after recovering from surgery and whatnot, um, after the surgery, I have one more that's on my goal list that I would like to knock off. Um, So I would like to get that one done as quickly as possible. And then just really focusing on uh, wrestling, you know, really hitting the ground running and not allowing any more flip ups. Like last year, I had the meniscus injury. This year, you know, I had skin surgery. So, you know, time off is just time away. Um, I would really like to just have a whole year of just making things go. The way that they should be. So nice, nice. My
0: 2020. Awesome. um For me, I think of two things. One, um, I plan to hit my goal weight before 2020. But I, I yeah, my one of my plans um, is I'm going to take a year to focus on basically figuring out maintenance and figuring out it, how to do it properly and how to build my life back into like some semblance of being normal like figure out what it means to not be weight loss, Mike, and just to be Mike. Um, Right. So I think that's, that's something that I need to actually put out there as an actual significant goal. Um, Cause I've never, you know, if I can, if I can start and end the year, you know, of 2020 at the same or a lighter weight than I start the year at, I'll be happy. Um, And also the other uh, kind of more, Side professional goal is I I want to speak at KetoCon this year. Um, I want to I awesome. want to be on the I want to be on the stage. Yeah. Um, so that's something that actually I'll know if it's happening before twenty twenty. But that is one of my goals for twenty twenty is to speak That'd at KetoCon awesome, in man. June of of twenty twenty. So we'll see what well, happens well, with well, that. We'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah. So yeah, but- let let's let's move into talking about kind of the, our journeys and maintaining our journeys and all of those pieces. Like, cause I think um, people know we could sit here and we could talk about being a fat guys for a long time. But I think the thing that draws people to the four of us is how genuine we are when talking about our struggles. Um, One of the questions, like I think, first of all, if you're a new listener to the fat guy forum, I would say, go back. Each of us has done an episode where we talk about, our, our, our moments of change. Like what, what were the, what was the big catalyst for our journeys? Like wow. in our stories, uh, we went through that in, in pretty good detail. So I don't want to rehash that here today and waste time. But one of the questions we got that I do think it would be good for each of us to, to talk about is someone asked, uh, what were the first steps you each took when you decided to commit to change involving exercise and your nutrition? Good question. Yeah.
3: Anyone want to start off?
1: I feel like Joel needs to start off every question.
0: Yeah, I don't think All so. Right. I don't think so. Poro, poor, no, no, Joel, Poro. I'm up. I'm up first. Okay, you're up um, first. Yeah,
3: you won't get ignored this time. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Um, stop. Yeah, so I, Joel,
0: stop talking over him. <laughs> I li- I have a very I have no. A very I mean, point. Joel, stop talking over him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah, you guys yeah. would just let Alex talk. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, All like. Right. <laughs> So I had
2: no clue what, um, you know, any, I didn't know what macros were. I didn't know Mm. what calories were besides a very high number and all the food um, that, you know, I was consuming. So I think just getting started fresh, um, like I didn't even make, I didn't even use, turn my Instagram into a weight loss right away. Just cutting liquid calories, that alone Just getting rid of my addiction to Mountain Dew and chocolate Mm. milk and uh, shout out to my dog. Uh, I'm not going to say a name, but you know, Nest quick we up in here. Mm. Um, Just cutting liquid calories and just eating cleaner, just eating smarter food. Like put that Lunchable down, just simple stuff like that. Just um, eating one ingredient foods and just staying active. That's just how I started. Like I didn't have a plan um i didn't know what workout splits were um so it's just just making sensible smarter decisions and just going with it uh it's hard it's hard to you know stay consistent and stay committed with something that you hate and you know you you don't want to do every day because it it hurts or it doesn't taste good but just just starting just starting Mm -hmm. and using the knowledge that you have in front of you It's just so powerful and Instagram is just like, it's life changing. I mean, it changed our lives. It's changing other people. And, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, just like what LaPoro just said, I mean, just getting down a routine at first. Um, I never really had a routine besides eating in my life, you know? So Mm -hmm. stop putting eating first and like supplementing it with working out or, or just uh, a hobby just, just to get the eating away for a little while. You know, that was one of the first steps that I took. Um, like Paul said, I didn't know anything about nutrition. I didn't know about calories, I didn't know about macros, I didn't know about shit. Um all I knew was that I was eating a lot of food and I needed to stop. Um and breaking the food addiction is probably one of the hardest things that you have to do. I mean like I always I always go back to my background. Like everything that I consumed ever is carbs. You know what I mean? Pasta, pizza, all that type of stuff. Um, so, just eliminating that and, and finding healthier choices and, you know, what I call food hacks sometimes, like, you don't have to take away that one thing you love, but you need to figure out a way that you could tweak it so it meets what you need it to do. You know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what, what about you, Joel?
3: Yeah, so, I, I'm in the same boat. I didn't know really what I was doing when I first started. I just knew something had to change. Um, So, the biggest thing for me, first off, was figuring out how, what to do, like, like John and Poro said. So I started off with logging my food, um, figuring out what calories were, like what macros were. I never really tracked macros, but I, I wanted to understand them. Um, and it started off also with just like very, very light exercise. like Because whenever I first started, I was very inactive, very sedentary, didn't really do anything. So even mm-hmm. just getting up and like taking a walk every day down to the neighborhood pool and like walking a couple laps in there and then walking back home. That was like my exercise for the day. And it kept me active, kept me out of the house, away from the pantry where the snacks were for a couple hours a day. So that really helped. And it was yeah. also it was also great because I had like my uncle, Um, I was living with him at the time. And every time I was about to eat something, he'd be like, and not, not to be an asshole or anything, but he, he legitimately wanted me to understand. He's like, hey, Joel, you know, there's this many calories in that, right? And he didn't do that forever. He just like, it, was kind, of, it kind of helped me learn like, oh, I need to pay attention to this, and oh, this is what's in here. Okay, and then once right. I got that understanding, it was easier. Joe, let me ask you: Have you ever um, have you ever redone that that like
1: trip down to your community pool and done that same log that you used to do when you were five hundred pounds and it sucked? I haven't like done now.
3: the same. I haven't done the same exact one, but I did. This was really cool back when I did. Um, people who have been following me would remember last year. I used to be a, kind of in the distance running. Um, don't know what, I don't know what kind of drugs I was on, but it, I was, yeah, um, uh, why, um, but yeah, there was this route in our, uh, in our neighborhood and it, um, it has this pretty steep hill and I'd posted a picture of it. And I remember at, at 500 pounds, I just took that first walk with my family. Um, I was out of breath. My face was red and my uncle was legitimately looking for a phone signal in case he had to call 911 because he thought he yeah. was going to like keel over dead, uh, but I remember when I started running, I was able to just like sprint up that hill, no problem. And every time I got to the top of that hill, it was just like such a burst of um, just happiness. Like, hey, I've yep. overcome this kind of stuff. Yeah. So Yeah, I that, that, that's exactly. like what I was
1: getting at. Like, it, it's crazy when you look back on where you first started and you're like, holy shit, this was so hard. Like, I used to dread doing this. And then now you go back and you do like something similar to when you first started. And it's like, this is so fucking easy. Like why did right. why did I dread this so hard? You know what I mean?
3: Right. It's like those non-scale victors we always talk about. Like, you know, you don't realize you don't realize what like what you take for granted. Like, um, like we all like we said, like sitting in chairs, not breaking toilets, going up hills to get around. It's it's crazy how life changing losing weight is.
0: Yeah. But, for but like, sure. For sure. Well. I, for me i'm different than all of you uh, not just because i'm so much older i think um i'm a bit more methodical like i can't i can't wing something like this like i need a plan so right. for me i had i had to identify what that plan was going to be for me it was keto i'm also an all or nothing guy like i can't just say well today i'm going to take away soda and tomorrow i'll stop eating bread and then next week i'll cut out potatoes like to me, it was literally I, – I think if, if, I, if I remember correctly, it was like I ordered the books from Amazon on a Wednesday. They arrived on a Friday, and this was like the first keto books I bought. I read all of them by Saturday night and decided I was doing it. I mm-hmm. spent most of, the, most of the day Sunday cleaning out my kitchen and shopping, and Monday morning, I was keto. Wow. So I like and, – and it was for me – I also knew like I, one of the things that i had come to learn over my many attempts was that when I attempted to do exercise and nutrition at the same time, I would screw it up. Right. Like I needed, I needed to put my energy and I also knew my, my physicality was so, was so awful that I was going to fail at any exercise I tried immediately. So I needed to like give myself some focus. So I think I went two weeks before I even thought about exercise, like deciding what I wanted to do. And then it was after that that I started walking and I was my and I, I've had a couple of people ask me about this recently on Instagram. Like my initial exercise was walking down from my apartment to the front steps of my apartment building, um, resting because by the time I got down there, I was tired. Um, hmm. Walk for a few minutes to a telephone pole uh, that was basically one block away. It would take like two or three minutes and then walk back. And barely make it back to the stairs and sit down and catch my breath for ten minutes. There's a spot on the stairs in the front of our building where the Wi-Fi from my apartment still reaches. So mm-hmm. I would go. That I would go. I would sit right in that spot and then I jump on, you know, like Instagram and Facebook or YouTube and like spend a few minutes catching my breath because then I had to walk up the stairs back to my apartment. Right, and I would do that. Right, and it was probably at least a month, if not two months, of doing something like that before I even attempted to go to the gym and then when I got to the gym I found out that I barely fit on any of the equipment and I also um none of the treadmills would work for me I did eventually find out there were two treadmills at the gym that could handle someone who's over 400 pounds Mm. but none none of the staff none of this of course Planet Fitness none of the staff working there knew that that was the way it was like I figured it out because eventually I saw another big person using a treadmill and I was like the treadmill's not stopping when she walks on it. Why isn't it stopping? Right. And I tried it and I'm like, "Okay, these work." And then I realized I'm like, "Okay, there is something. There's a different model number on these." So I actually went over to the front desk and told the girl working who was there all the time. I'm like, "Just so you know, those two treadmills right there are heavy duty." And, oh I'm like, so if you have someone else come in and ask, make sure that your staff all knows to tell people that those are the two for them to use. Oh, okay. Like, I even wrote... I'd even written to Planet Fitness Corporate to find out if they knew, like, what equipment I could fit on, like, what the weight weight requirements on the equipment were. And I ended up getting, like, a very nice response back, like, the equipment varies per club. No, it doesn't. Like, Mm -hmm. it might be clubs have different equipment, but... They all get it from the same place. It's
3: all purple. Yeah, right.
0: Like, where do you get special purple equipment from? It's all coming from the same spot. So that frustrated me. But I, I think it's about, like, like, what we're all saying is, like, t- when you get yourself started, it's about figuring out h- how's the best for you to start and just doing it. You know, I don't think any of us would disagree with that.
3: Right. But, and I, I think you do it the right way. I think you did it the right way. I always urge people to like focus on perfecting one thing at a time. Well, not perfecting, but focus on one thing at a time Mm -hmm. versus trying to do everything at once and overwhelm yourself. Because I, whenever someone asks me for advice on weight loss or like wants me to help them, I don't expect them to go in the gym and run a 5k on the first day or do a, no, I, like I don't expect them to do it all that on the first day. I expect them to, you know, start off slow, do what you can do and then build Mm. up
0: to it. Right.
3: So we,
0: we had another question from a listener um, that I, I think comes into play when we talk about the fact that our journeys, we, we all are very open about our journeys, having great days and bad days and good stuff and, and you know, crap happen. Um, so one of the questions we've got is, how do you stay positive and on track when other stressful things are happening in your life? And I know some of us have had some very stressful things happening lately and have stayed on track. So I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about that.
2: Oh, me? You talking about me?
0: Yeah, why oh. not? Let's go right to let's go right to you. Why not?
2: All right, the problem <laughs> child. Um, so yeah. Uh you guys know, and everybody else knows who's a follower. I uh I've I've kept my marriage off um off of the gram just because it's been it's been rocky um, you mm-hmm. know near the end and um, I don't think it really had anything to do with my weight loss because I mean I've always been I'm still and always will be that guy who's dancing with you know when he gets excited when there's food and you can't take him serious half the time but you know if I see a car broken down with a little old lady I'm going to help push that car to the gas station um, but you know, you just got to find the positives. Like, yeah, life sucked for me the last couple of months. And, um, I think it was pretty noticeable in my stories. Like I just waking up at four thirty to go to the gym every morning. That's just my thing. It's just, there was times where I was just like, fuck, like, do I really like, why? Like I'm, I'm, I'm at maintenance. I'm good. Like, why am I still killing myself every day? And you're going to have days where, you know, shit sucks and life sucks and nothing's going your way but you just gotta keep keep on keeping on like um, you know and uh, just just generally speaking so you know yes uh, ended up getting divorced and it was just it was just a better thing for both of us and uh, she's happy I'm happy and you just have to you have to put yourself not not being self not being selfish but you have to put your mental and your physical health first because at the end of the day, why are you on a weight loss journey? Because you're doing better. You know, you're trying to be healthy version for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it it go, it go, go both ways. I mean, I have people DM me saying that they just lost a parent. They just lost a grandparent. They just lost their job. And I can't relate on that because on, on that scale, because I, I'm very fortunate. I still have all my grandparents. I've, never really lost somebody that close to me so i can't speak on that part but just generally speaking like life is gonna suck life is gonna throw curveballs at you and you just had to find every ounce every ounce of positivity find something to smile about like okay maybe today i was able to walk to the mailbox and i wasn't out of breath you just need to find the smallest little smallest Mm -hmm. little victories and celebrate them every day um and don't, don't ever take life for granted. Like, I, sometimes I look and, um, you know, you, Gourmet, you say, uh, do something amazing because you're amazing people. And I always tell people just to try and do something that's difficult or the thing they can't do. And I've had a couple people tag me and, uh, doing like regular pull ups and doing 24 inch box jumps. And I'm like, shit, like I'm preaching this thing every day and I still can't do it. Like, who am I? Yeah. But you just need to just find what you know you can do. That you couldn't do at your heaviest, and just celebrate it. So, you know, long story short, just shit's gonna suck, but you need to find the positives in life and just keep on rolling with it. Hey, Amen. I think he he hey, really man. knocked
3: that out of the park. Yeah, he nailed it right there, his round head.
0: For sure, for sure. Uh, what, John Poro? Any questions on your list that we should get into? No, no. Poro, anything uh, for me? Um,
2: let me see.
3: Yeah, I wasn't popular enough to have questions asked to me. So,
2: coattails. We yep, all know that,
3: y'all.
2: Random
4: show. coattails.
2: <laughs> what did I have? I had the extra skin, over. we're not getting there yet. Um,
0: no, just that, just that uh, extra skin part what do you think uh, for each of you let's all go through like thinking about you know outside of yourself being you know Mm -hmm. big motivators like who were your go-to motivations throughout your journey like who are the the people that stand out to you uh
1: i mean definitely obese to beast um pat uh my trainer steve who i share on my page all the time um Steve Weatherford um, it's London bro uh, that's his handle London uh, Papa Michael he's mm-hmm. super insuri- super inspirational excuse me uh, really good friend um I mean like Paul said before Instagram just became that source of, of motivation like I would find motivational people every day um, and just harp on whatever vibes and energy they were putting out and trying to use it for myself and then eventually turn it and, and push it towards the people that follow me and look
0: at me for motivation and advice, et cetera. Definitely. Definitely. Alex or Joel, anyone jump
2: out for you? Um. So obviously like, yeah, like your, your big weight loss pages, like obese, to Beast, fat girl, fed up, um, et cetera. But I was never really the type to like sit down and listen, listen to like, Motivational speakers, Um, like I just started getting into podcasts. Like once you said, "Hey, I got a podcast. Let's do something." Like I never really was that type. Like I, I usually just jam out to music in my car. But um, just people like like the Rock. You know, like the Rock yeah. said, "What he he you know he came up from seven dollars. He he played in uh, he played for the U Miami Hurricanes, and he didn't make it in the NFL, but he never gave up. Look at the guy now, like." He's, he's near, like people start to fall off. He's in his forties now, and, like he's in his prime just to show you, um, you know, just stuff like that. I mean, yeah, obviously Obese the Beast, Possible Pet, oh, there's, there's so many pages out there, so many pages to draw inspiration from. And, uh, you know, just the people who keep it transparent like us, um, yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of pages that kind of get lost in the sauce and they, uh, they get like a big product just like uh, I hate, 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 hate. Whenever I see on a girl's page and they they they're doing waist trainers or flat tummy waist trainers, bro. You know, I mean, yeah, the hot's popping. I mean, I got, I got one. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie, but I just hate seeing that kind of stuff. You know, if you have a huge following and you're preaching a 600 calorie diet or you're, you know, oh, I use these flat tummy teas. Like, get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah, I never want to steer people the wrong direction.
3: Oh, I was gonna say, I was actually thinking about that the other day because um, I actually did one of those like twenty four day challenges when I first like started losing weight, just because like one of my friends started selling it, and um, I wanted to try it out, um, and I I still had the uh, ebook on my lab my work computer, um, and I, I looked at it the other day because I was just curious, like, oh, what what was I doing back then? Just like out of curiosity. And the first thing they tell you in that book is to eat. Um, I believe their meal their meal template was four to six ounces of meat and two cups of veggies. So I, I I think it's funny how they're like they're like oh no it's all this magic stuff that you have to take but also you need to put yourself at a calorie deficit like <laughs> exactly it's like the first thing they tell you to do is put in a calorie deficit it's almost like that's the secret right there.
0: For sure. For sure. I I think for me, like, it's funny because like, I don't like a lot of the traditional, like big quote unquote, like weight loss influencer accounts weren't necessarily the accounts that I was following, you know, or, or getting inspired by. Like, um, I tend to look, I was more looking at the people that were just kind of putting like a real message out there. Like, not that I think, I think, cause I think we all look for what we, we get from people. So like I I had, I had Matt Vincent on my podcast, you know, he's a Highland games champion he runs eight brand goods. Um, He was a chubby power lifter, but you know, not, you know, not 500 pounds, but his straightforward approach to his fitness and health is like one of the things that like was always like, yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. Like, obviously like John obese to beast, he and I follow very different nutritional protocols but again, right. he's very much like one of those people that's like get up and do your work every day, like get up and get it done. Like, possible right. Pat is is clearly the same way. Like, I like guys like that. And then I look at like I was very much into like like Mark Sisson wrote this book called The Primal Blueprint, which was all about like eating Paleo and Primal. And Dallas and Melissa um, Hartwig, she's Melissa Hartwig Urban now after their separation they created the whole 30 and like a lot of what they wrote about food or things that like motivated and resonated for me. And like, and then I got more into like the motivation side of things is the thing that I really like that really gets me, like keeps me going, inspires mm-hmm. me. Like, like, I don't know if you guys listen to the MFCEO project by Andy Frisella. Yeah. Um, he's the, the, one of the creators of My first Boy. form. Like Andy is the friggin' man. Like if yeah. you need, If you can listen to his podcast and not feel like you're an unmotivated piece of shit, you're not really a human being like he like the way he breaks it down and he keeps it so real there for you. Like, I think there's a lot of people out there that even aren't necessarily are in like the the weight loss section of the fitness sphere that can can have so much to like share and and inspire us. Like, I, I think it's about finding what resonates for you. Like I for me. So, so yeah, like, I, I think we find people, you know, we, we get drawn to people, you know, that, that help us at different points of our journey. Like for me, one of the big things that really has influenced my weight loss journey, my discovery of stoic philosophy, like has really influenced, I think my weight loss journey more than any weight loss account or fitness account, like getting to the core concept of, um, I can only control the things that I can control, but I need to control those things. Um, Right is really important. So like for me to wake up every day and realize that as much as it can suck, because I'm not putting in my mouth what I want to put in my mouth, I can still control what I put in my mouth. And I, I know people get mad at that. Because, you know, there are people who are like, it's too hard, or I can't do this. And I'm like, I know it's hard. You know, like, I'm not making it up when I say that I would cry myself to sleep over food. Like, it's not a lie. Hey everybody, as you can expect, this has been a storm of mess recording this episode because we've had some tech issues come and go throughout the episode. We're doing our best, though, to get it all to you, so we're back together. We have the fat Four back together for one last round of questions, and then we're going to yeah. sign off for this episode of the Fat Guy Forum. Uh, if you're still hanging in with us, we appreciate it, and we know you're a diehard fan anyway. So... Here we go, guys. We've been asking questions that other people asked us all day. Uh, what I want to do now is give us a chance to say: Are there any questions that you would like to ask the group, um, and, and have us answer publicly here uh, before you get to before we all sign off?
1: Um, yeah, Gormy. I always wondered what would you do at Disney World when you were over 500 pounds. Like you would just go there and eat.
0: Um, that's a good question. A couple things. One, Disney World and Disneyland are incredibly fat-friendly. So, No, they're not. Yes, they are. They are. I could get on 95% of the rides easily. Um, really? Yes. It's incredibly fat-friendly, especially using a scooter to navigate the lines. Um, you were able to not have to stand in line. And the rides themselves are incredibly fat-friendly. Like, incredibly so. The restraints <laughs> are built to be that way. Like, it's something they do on purpose. They've actually that's it's the reason why most of their rides aren't thrill rides is because they wanted them to be more accessible to more people. So now the ones that they're building oh, wow. that are more thrill rides like Pandora um, and the one of the Star Wars rides that's opening um, bigger people can't fit on them. Uh, the the roller. But even like at 500 pounds, I rode the rock and roll roller coaster and Tower of Terror. And like um, I could get on Space Mountain in Florida because it had double wide seats. At the one in Disneyland, there was no way I was getting on that one. There was probably, you know, five or six rides at each park I couldn't get on. Um, But I I was a Disney foodie. I was there for food. There's so many buffets at Disney, and oh, my God, they're so good. Like, not really Disneyland, but Disney World. There's, like, a buffet at every park, a couple of them, and at every hotel. And if you get the meal plan... You just like go in, swipe your card, and you're at the buffet, and that was like always my favorite thing, you know. So. Hey, well,
2: now that now Sounds that like uh, yeah. oh yeah, now that you're at a much lighter weight, and uh, now that you have this friend that lives in South Florida, how about you hit me up next time you go down to uh, Disneyland? Well,
0: Disneyland is in California. Let's, cor- or, let's no, correct sorry, that. Sorry. Let's correct you know that I- shit. Um, Disney World. You know I'll I, be man. going to Disney World. To I'll them, be going man. to Disney World next year, so we'll definitely connect when I go to Disney World next year. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You got to go see uh, Obese
2: to, Obese to Beast before you come see your boys. I'm going
0: to see my sister in San Diego. In a week. <laughs> I know, I'm maybe. going to see my sister for her birthday, <laughs> and we're going to Disney um. And actually, if anything, the reason I'm not primarily going to see my sister is because I'm going to Star Wars Land at Disneyland, which is my Ooh. two favorite things in one place. So Ooh, don't nice. get, don't get me started. Um don't get it twisted. What about what about you, Poro or John? Do do you have any questions John, Joel, do you have any questions you want to ask ask the group or ask anyone?
2: I have a general question for all of us. That's something that I I deal with mentally. Okay. I know most of us are into fitness. I know um obviously gourmet you you are the Yoda. You're just doing it more for say for your health. And you know, you go to the gym every day, you're grinding out, you're going to the gym. But do you guys struggle with the mentality of putting on weight for strength? A bulk, you know, for say Oh, hundred percent.
3: Like oh, 100%. I know personally
2: there, there's numbers that I wanna hit on like bench and squat and deadlift and you know, certain things, but it's so hard. Like you you know, you know you need to eat more, you know you need to eat more to to you know build muscle and get stronger. But fuck, you see that scale going up. So is that something that I'm alone with, or obviously, you know, Joel, you just said
3: you struggle with it. Yeah, especially like getting into powerlifting. I like, I, I, I gave up a lot of the cardio because I used to be like I was religious, but I'd go in the gym, I'd lift for probably thirty minutes, an hour, or two hours, just an insane amount of time, and then I always did cardio. But then when I switched over to powerlifting, I, the weight class I chose ended up being. Um, I was stuck between one oh five kilograms and uh one twenty kilograms. So I decided I'd like give myself a little bit of room, so I chose the higher one. So I ended up having room to like eat and build strength. But as I saw those numbers in the gym go up, it was great. But as I saw like the number on the scale go up, I was like, Oh god, I gotta do something about it. Yeah. And then I would panic and I would start doing like panic cardio and I would try to cut back on eating, but then that adversely affected my workouts. So it's just a vicious cycle of you know like i guess yo-yo dieting but like not going back to being fat but like yo-yo yo-yoing between weight loss and powerlifting um but once i once i decided to focus on one you know that's when the results came so it's it's a t- it's a tough mental struggle but it's well worth it
0: what about you john any any um, thoughts there john John, John we may, those pain meds are hitting we, him. Those pain meds are hitting him. We may have lost John. I'll answer, it and hopefully he'll be back. Um, I, I, it, it's funny because like that's one of the questions I get a lot of. Is like, when are you gonna, you know, now that you're almost at goal weight, like when are you gonna do a, when are you gonna do a bulk? Um, when are you gonna start working on strength? Because it's something I do want to work on, but I think instead it's gonna be more about me building routine and trying to to understand maintenance for a year before I even attempt mm-hmm. anything like that, because I don't think mentally I could, I could go right to that place. Like I, I just think it would be too challenging. I think it would be too challenging.
3: Yeah. Uh, it, it was definitely challenging for me at first. Um,
0: yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, you got any, Joel, you got any questions?
3: Um, no, I, I mean, we, we pretty much talked about everything I wanted to talk about. So I don't really have any add on questions to that. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh for sure. John's having some sound sure. issues but I'm trying to get him back in. Uh well, I would say like one of the things like I would just like cuz I th- I think both of you um have reached a point um in your Okay John, so we had some technical issues but you're back. Uh Pora was asking everyone if if they had fears about um now that we've lost weight about gaining weight when we try to bulk or try to add strength. Is that something you've dealt with?
5: Yeah, when I first uh, started bulking, when I was like, I got down to two forty-four, and I realized I looked like a bag of baby chip. Um, I needed to put on more muscle, so obviously I had to reintroduce carbs back into my into my lifestyle eating. So at first, I was very apprehensive, like I was very afraid of ever going over, you know, a quarter of a cup of rice. Um, I fought tooth and nail. To not do it because I just didn't want to blow up, whether it was muscle that I was gaining or if it was, you know, fat. I just didn't want to see the scale move up because I worked so hard to get it down. But I needed to, I needed to put on muscle. I mean, I looked terrible. So, I mean, I definitely dealt with insecurities about introducing carbs back into my lifestyle and and bulking.
0: Makes sense, man. Makes sense. So, one last question and then we're going to close this out. Okay. We are in a a shit storm of technical difficulties, but we're going to try to get one more question in. I want to ask you guys, now that we've all kind of hit that, we're we're getting close to that next phase of our weight loss journey. We can look back on how far each of us has come. What is the one main lesson that you would share with the listeners of the Fat Guy Forum?
5: Uh, Never give up. Always trust the process. I say that every time always believe in yourself and trust the process no matter how, how dark it gets, no matter like how alone you feel, just keep pushing through. Um, know what your goals are and, and know how, what's going to take you there the most efficient way. It's not about getting to your goals quick. It's about getting there efficiently and keeping them broken and, uh, you know, just powering through and, and, and making sure that you always mark off your goal. Great.
3: Joel, what about you? I mean, I think John hit it on the head. Just never give up. I mean, it's going to be hard. You're gonna wanna give up every single day, but you know, just keep fighting, stick with it, trust the process, and you'll get where you need to be. And Poro, you out there? Yeah, I'm gonna you know, we, we've touched this
2: a couple times and you know, we could we could ooze and pour motivation and uh you know, I feel like we all we all say pretty similar to the same things, but just I'm gonna be short and simple. Just uh don't take anything for granted. You know, tomorrow's never guaranteed. You know, you
0: know. Definitely, definitely. For me, uh, it uh, building off something Poro said earlier, and something I've been saying a lot lately is, um, you you need to be ready to embrace the suck and be uncomfortable. Yeah. You need you need to be ready to be hungry. And I know we we talk in metaphors a lot, like Poro Poro's always hungry. You know, and we all use that hashtag "always hungry" uh, because of him. Um. But I mean literally literally hungry. I mean literally dealing with hunger. You're gonna have days where it's gonna suck. You're gonna have days where you're miserable. Deal with it. Don't Mm -hmm. don't use that as an excuse to give up. Realize that you you've had a lot of days of indulgence in your life and now you might have a couple that a couple that are difficult so you can get to somewhere better.
5: That's right. Every obstacle is like a you know, every every obstacle is an inner challenge. Like if you could get past it, you can go another
0: day. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I want to say thank you to you guys uh, so much, not only for being here, but for being my friends. Like, I think, yeah. this, if anything, this discussion is, is a lesson for people to realize that you can build great connections with people through your common struggle, even if you're on different paths and and, and find ways to support and challenge each other. And I think that's something we will we'll continue to do. And we'll, who knows, maybe we'll do it on here again someday. If you each want to go around and just say the best ways for people to contact you um, on the internets, that would be great.
2: Yeah, Poro. Uh, plain and simple. poro 90, at Poro92 on Instagram. Uh, I don't have anything else, really. I don't have a I don't have a snap, and I don't have YouTube or anything. But Poro92, you can find me at
5: Journey, JArps Journey J A R P S underscore Journey on Instagram, and uh, that's where I post all my content.
3: Yeah, and you can find me at Big J Reed on Instagram. That's pretty much all I'm on. So great
0: and if anyone wants to connect with me i've got obviously my instagram gourmet underscore goes underscore keto you can find me on twitter at gourmet goes keto and by the time this podcast launches this will be sunday night uh sunday night september 29th something like that Mm -hmm. i will have announced that my website is live tomorrow yeah Um, oh so it's just it's starting out it's nothing exciting it's got a lot of glitches and it's not going to be perfect but um, it's going to be where I'm, I'm going to get my food blog going and also be sharing my thoughts about these episodes and just some random pieces of my journey. Uh, it's GourmetGhostKeto.com. So watch for GourmetGhostKeto.com. That'll be in the show notes. And as always, you can always email the show at the fat guy forum at gmail.com. Because, hey, if you want to be a part, um, we don't have, you know, there's no more room in the fat. Ta- Someone actually asked us, like, when we were going to take on another <laughs> member, and I said the <laughs> fatastic Four is four. There's, right. no ta- there's no Fat Tastic Five, no. but you know. But I think there. You know, if we ever decide to switch over and start a jumbo league, uh, we could take some applications. So maybe that'll happen someday. So if anyone is interested, reach out, hit us up, uh, let us know what you think of, of just this discussion, and you know, even if you just want to, you want to bitch about butch at us about how much of your life we just wasted, you can do that too. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Anything anyone wants to say before we sign off?
5: I just want to tell you all I really love you all.
3: Yeah, I love y'all
2: too. I love you guys. You guys are my brothers forever. Thanks, right. mommy. Thanks, yeah, thanks for being guys. the best dad ever. You had,
0: you had to go and get sappy, all of you, you jerks. Aww. Um, I. a yeah, like master winner. I I love you, but I don't like you.
2: you I'm know. sorry. I'm sorry, daddy. Can I still have my allowance? I want to buy Oreos.
0: No, yeah. you're not. Until until the until the pregnancy test comes back, you're not getting anything. Um, <laughs> So, with that said, um, I'm amazed if any of you have made it to the end of this episode. Uh, But if you have, know that you are truly an amazing freaking person. So, go on out and do something to amaze yourself today. We will see you next time or hear you or you'll hear us. Hey, you never know with technology the way it is right now. We could be listening in on your homes. We'll catch you on the next Fat Guy (laughs) Forum.